and welcome to the podcast and today we are talking about the reset. Now in a previous podcast we talked about walking through the valley. Now let's say you've gotten through the valley part of your your course but you still gotta climb the mountain. What does it take to have the tenacity to get up that mountain. It takes physical strength. It takes tenacity. It takes the ability to go through uh, weather beaten experiences. And you're doing this while also climbing up and going to higher elevations, loss of oxygen, so on and so forth. Some people take oxygen tanks with them because certain like mountains, they are so high up that they literally need to have like an oxygen um, mask type thing so that they can breathe up there when they get to the higher parts of the elevation. But what does this have to do with rusting and resetting? Well, let's say you just got through the valley part and you're standing at the bottom of the mountain. Yes, you made it to the bottom of the mountain. But you gotta still get up the mountain. This is your last thing that you gotta do. If you can get up this mountain, you've hit gold, okay? When you start at the bottom of this mountain, it feels like you're starting over. It feels like you're starting again because you're still in the valley position and you're just starting at the beginning to get up the mountain. But you have to take in a level of evaluation at this point. Yes, I walked through that valley. I got through, let's say, you're on step 25. But in that last 25 steps, you learned something. You gained information. You gained understanding. You gained stuff that you were going to need in order to take you up to these higher elevations. You don't need lessons to be repeated and you make the same mistakes, repeating the same cycles that you made in the valley as you're going up. You ever heard that old saying, new levels, new devil? Every time you leave one situation, you may come into a new situation. Let's talk about schooling, okay? When a child goes to school, maybe they go to preschool. And in preschool, I vaguely remember when I went to the school system when I was five years old. And it was a school they took us to take our preliminary exam test, whatever it was, to get us into elementary school. It's a completely different school than the elementary school that I went to. But there's some basic knowledge they needed to make sure, even as a five-year-old, that you had to know before they put you in kindergarten. So the lessons you learned in the micro steps you took when you were still in the valley, they gonna help you get up this mountain. Now, you probably sitting up there saying, well, what does it have to do with the reset? I'm getting there, follow me. You gotta follow me, you gotta follow me. So, you end up going to elementary school. Elementary school is how many courses? If you don't go through to a 12, year K through 12 school meaning your 
at one school from the time that you're in kindergarten to the end of high school age, you're going to be in elementary school for five years. Five? Is it five or six? It's six years because you're five, you go through kindergarten, then you go through first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Think of those as steps in your valley. Right? So because these are steps in your valley, you made it through that first level of macro uh, or micro steps. When you graduated elementary school, you went through your elementary knowledge that you was able to get in this valley. You were passed on to middle school, but you only spent three years in middle school, right? It was a short accelerated time frame, right? Then you graduated from that, meaning everything you learned in that three years, you don't need to go back through. Then you hit high school and then in high school, you got to go through four more years. Sometimes you don't move mentally at the same pace as everybody else. That's those people that end up, not that they're slow, maybe they just don't retain information or operate as quickly as everybody else. They take their time, they get knowledge, they take them a little bit longer to retain what it is that they're getting. But you you know something? It takes hearing something three times before you retain it completely. And it takes about seven times in order for you to retain 60% of the stuff that you heard already. So some of y'all went through cycles and you was upset that you had to repeat the same cycle two and three times over or four or five times over while you were still in that valley because that means it takes that much longer to get through them steps. But guess what? Now you done graduated from your K through 12s and now you in college and you have to choose whether you're doing community, a bachelor program, a master's PhD. (laughs) These are mountains that you're climbing. Am I making sense? So as you're climbing up the ladder of your education as an adult in maybe whatever career field that you're in, right? This is a different level, a different elevation. When you're in college, don't you learn some of the same lessons that you learned in elementary school, middle school, and high school? It's just... You're in a different set of classmates. It's a different set of classmates and you're all more mature. You think different and you're not thinking with an elementary school child mindset. It's a level of maturity. It's kind of like when a parent teaches a child something. They know that after a certain amount of times them showing their child that thing, they know it now. And they don't have to sit on top of them about that thing. With every level or every graduation you went through in that valley, now that you're climbing your mountain of education or arts or music or acting or whatever it is that you're doing, As you're climbing this, it's not going to take you as long, but you have to deal with the elevation of it, meaning it may be more work, it may be more responsibility, it may be more, but because you had the basis of skill sets that you gained knowledge and created habits 
in your previous valley level, you can climb up this mountain and you can take the time to rest. Oh, you wanted to know when that was coming in. Here we go. We're going to talk about the rest now. At certain points as you're elevating through, you're going to have resting seasons. Look at college students. They can choose to do four semesters straight, but the college usually gives them the ability to take one semester off per year, which is a 12 to 16 week time frame, depending on what kind of course that they're taking. This is a resting reset season, meaning you're taking the knowledge in which you gained and you are going through it, reviewing it. I remember being a kid, oh my God, my mother was this type of mom that we would have summer vacation. I didn't go to summer school, but what my mom made me do was, um, we used to have book projects that this was supposed to keep our brains in operation throughout the summer. So they gave us a book project we would have to turn into our professor when we first got back at the beginning of the next year. So the curriculum was to read two to three books over the summer. And then we had to do a paper on each. And we had to track our progress and so on and so forth on these books. And my mother always stayed on top of me. Not only would she do that, but she would make sure that I stayed and repeated all the math skills that I did in the previous year. She would have me go through that. It used to mess me up. I would hate that. When mom would call and say, it's time to do your work. No. Y'all know that. Any child that has ever had homework to do when a parent called them and said, it's time to do the work. And sometimes you get grown and you decide that oh, when you, you're an adult, I still don't want to do the work. <laughs> Did we not just talk about not liking, liking to go through the process? But in this resting season, you are recuperating. And while you're recuperating, you're reestablishing the skill sets that making sure you didn't forget your K through 12 <laughs> in that valley <laughs> that you was in. So you're sitting on this plateau, resting, recuperating, and just taking in what you've just went through. Yeah, you're not that high up, but you can see that you've come up a little bit of a distance. You can oversee a little bit of the trees on this mountain. And you're like, cool. You're reviewing what you just went through to get from the base of the valley up to this first interval that you're resting at. You're checking your body to make sure, is my muscles good? What do I need to give myself electrolytes? Do I need to refill? Do I need to refill my body? What do I need to eat? Snack on whatever it is I need to snack on. Maybe it's time to eat a meal. Maybe it's time to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Resetting yourself before you go back and you start going through again. You understand what I'm saying? As you begin to elevate again, this next level of elevation is going to be a little bit harder than the last one. It may be a repeat of what you did in your previous. Just think about it. A person that goes to college and they do college level courses, they have their beginners level, college level courses. They have their intermediate level 
courses, which is similarly structured to the way that you did in high school. And then you had that graduate level courses for the years, for the year that you're about to graduate, make sure that you're finishing up everything. But maybe you're on that third of the way of the interval of the mountain and you already finished that first four years. And you're making the decision, well, maybe you took your intermediate courses and you did a community college. So your first level was only two years or maybe three. I remember I took an orientation in college and they told me that most people that take a uh, community college level, it takes them four years to finish it if they don't run through it. But life happens. So a person taking a bachelor's for something, instead of them taking four years, it may take anywhere from five to seven. I remember when I started college, I took a year of general education courses and then I transferred to the college that had uh, my what you call it my uh design field in it but because i took the intermediate general courses in the previous college they were just able to transfer some of y'all go through transitionary seasons where you were resting recuperating transitioning transferring that information think about when you transfer to a bachelor's degree Maybe you were in a community college and you transferred to get your bachelor's degree and they transferred over all your credits. While you elevate to the next level because you're trying to get that BA. Right? So, but you had to take that resting season in between while all those things were being transferred. But now that you're in the bachelor's program, there's certain things that you're going to have to brush up on because you're in a different school, you're in a different program. A lot of the steps look a lot alike to the previous school that you was in. It's just a little bit different to the way that they structure the courses. It's a new level. So you had to rest and you're reset or recuperated and now you're realigning to that next thing. Let's talk about career fields, right? You're a fashion designer. You're an actor. You're a um, musician. I remember I uh, talked on the phone with somebody in relation to a degree. And they talked about the music. If you were in music, there's an entire curriculum specifically set up for music. There's an entire separate curriculum if you're going into acting or maybe you're doing entertainment industry business law. Each of these are different course sets. A lot of the same. They have a structure, it's just different names for it. And it's very attuned to what it is that you're going to school for. So if you choose to go the route of schooling to be an actor, there are major schools. There are some people that go through latter careers where they uh, pick up and do acting later on. Then you have those that go through, they went to through the arts schooling meaning they went to a art magnet middle school they went to a art uh, conscious high school then they went into a uh, bachelor's degree program in college and graduated from some of the top schools in that field which opened up doors because they had recruiters and things that actually helped them when they were transitioning out of the college and into these career fields. I know in New York, 
they have uh, this program called Made in New York or Made in Manhattan. Yeah, Made in New York. And in this program, um, it's an opportunity that you go through a four-week course where they lead you through all of the, um, what you call it, the places that you go for production and this and that and then you can choose which side you want to be on do you want to be in the offices fielding the calls meaning you're making the appointments for the red carpets for the this for the stylist for the this the that and the other or do you want to be on the field do you want to be on the set do you want to be making sure that you're helping out do you want to be the person that has to uh work on the set and the catering and this and that as a production assistant, so on and so forth. Understanding where you need to go, how far away these places are, what is the call time, what time you gotta be there in the morning, so on and so forth. Oh, you thought I didn't know none of this stuff. I'm a creative, I'm a, 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 I was literally looking into uh, production assistants while I was in New York. So I was out here pursuing my goals. So, but to do that, you have to be able to have some of your basics. I know one of the things that they wanted you to have was a vehicle because having to be operating on public transportation is hard if you got a call time you gotta be there for in the morning maybe in a certain season that's not for you but I know people that will still they won't tell them they don't have a vehicle and they try to make it there regardless even if they gotta leave at 12 o'clock midnight to get there at 4am they're gonna do what they need to do to get what they need to get get what they need to get do what others want that's what elevation does and you run and you run hard but you also have the understanding to my people that are in these creative industries the people that work in these industries run work long hours and the people that are uh, overseeing individuals they're nasty they're disrespectful talk down to you they talk down to the actors I heard from a young woman who um I think it was what's her name sister um Adrian Bailon's sister who used to work for uh I think she worked on TV for a season and she was talking about how they would curse you in your ears you sitting there trying to keep a straight face while trying to do a newscasting program or um, music casting program or you're on hosting something and this person is cursing you out in your ears. Higher elevation. Your character will keep you in a state that while this person's cussing you out in your ear, that you gonna keep a straight face and still sit there on the set and say what you got to say while this person is in your earpiece cussing you out. To my creatives. Yeah, you go through that valley. But if you want it bad enough, you'll keep moving. Now, you know how they say um, that you have to crawl before you walk but at the same time I'm a Christian person you gonna get this Jesus uh you have to have the right people working around you that they ain't gonna allow you to be disrespected and deal with these immoral situations things gonna line up 
you have the right people covering you that it don't get that bad or that ugly you have to deal with those nasty people because guess what you got people covering you that they try to come at you like that that person that is working as your manager is working as your personal assistant that's working as your what have you that's a you know these people in these industries hate when you got people like that because then they can't treat you like they want to treat you because those people that are working that's helping you they got a level of authority over you that as long as you're the actor, the singer, the center interest, that this person comes and stands as guard over you. Hear me what I'm saying? They will literally block and say, oh, no, 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 you're not going to talk to them like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Contractually, X, Y, Z. They're going to bring it up and make sure. But a lot of people in these industries, especially when you're called to do something creatively, the main act gets scared. They're operating in fear of the false evidence appearing real. Oh, I don't want to make waves. I might get blacklisted or blackballed or this, and then I can't get no work. That's why independent work works best for people in a lot of cases. You may be a little bit more work to it, but guess what? You are making the path. You are staying in alignment. You are you're still making the same level of impact. You're just not on front street like you would be if you were a mainstream artist, actor, so on and so forth. There's a little bit of leeway there for you to get your feet wet just like you took the 37 steps you was on 25 when you started to come out the valley you learned everything you needed to know in that valley now that you are an independent artist actor musician what have you you know the skill set i remember that guy uh that was on a business call and he was talking about his job was to 10x companies where they may have been making five grand in revenue, he would flip it that in one to two quarters they'd be making 50 grand. And then he'd flip it again. And that person told him when he tried to go into the music industry, we can't use you because technically what they were saying, we can't use you because we can't use you. Meaning you're too smart. You know how to operate this. So why are we going to sign you on? So sometimes your skill set and your wisdom in that season you were gaining knowledge and creating the correct habits gives you an advantage. They can't treat you any type of way as you're elevating up this mountain. Which also gives you the wisdom that in certain seasons that you can rest and recuperate and reevaluate the people, the places, the situations, the scenarios as you are elevating up through your career. Getting rid of people that need to be gotten rid of and adding in new people that need to be added on so that you can elevate at a good clip. This happens the same way when it comes down to food places and catering and all of these kinds of things that when they have a growth spurt they're gonna have to take a moment where they're in that resting season and it feels like you can't rest in this season because it's like oh my god I gotta change out everybody but you gotta sit in that season what recuperate reevaluate who needs to stay here while we're transitioning our business to a larger factory a larger platform a larger what have you we're going to have to pay out more to get this done we're going to have to uh, automate this we're going to have to ai that we're going to have to blah 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 now y'all know how i feel about ai but yeah And in some of these cases, you may have to start again 
when a person goes for goes from a bachelor's degree to a master's you're starting again but they're taking in consideration the fact that you did complete a bachelor's so it's not going to take you as many years to complete your master's maybe it's two to three years depending on how fast you go through the acceleration because some some of those colleges have an accelerated program and you can get through it faster but understanding and keeping abreast of what you did previously as you're going up this elevation resting recuperating realigning to reset yourself as you're going into this next level of education to become a master of your craft an expert in what you do you're taking that time to review what you already learned because let me tell you something i'm gonna tell you something that happened to me when i was in college I don't know what year, how many years I'd been in college at this point. Uh, it was probably my third year. I had a lot going on in my personal life at the time. And I had a major history test I needed to do. I think it was art history or something. And the morning of the exam, I studied the night before. But I went through it too fast. And then, because I was afraid... I was going to forget something. I sat in the hallway for an hour before the test and crammed. I'm going to tell you, don't never do that. Because what you did is you just messed up what you learned the night before. Because you're causing your brain to race to cram. Remember what I told told y'all in the gluttony. Meaning you're gaining too much knowledge at one time. That what ended up happening is when I sat down to take the exam, I blanked out. I ain't know none of the answers to that test. This is why you need to take the time when you have the seasons to rest, to actually rest. Come on, let me talk to my business folks. You have a tendency that When you're moving at a good clip and you just completed a project, whoa, I just finished that. Let me keep going. And then you know you're tired, but you're like, nah, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do this for the next couple of days because I know I still need to get this done. If If I can knock this thing out, but your body is almost like resisting, continuing. Why? Just like in that exam, my brain wasn't ready to do that because I overfed it. You're trying to overload yourself or overrun yourself or I'm, 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 I've only got this much farther to go in this mountain. If I can run up just a little bit, I can, I can get there. Maybe we can get there in the middle of the night and by morning we'll be there. But you know that you exhausted. You did just come up three levels of that mountain. Why won't you let yourself rest? But we do this because it's like, if I can shortcut this and just run through, let me tell you something that happened to me. And I hope this is a learning lesson to y'all. I remember one time I used to do fashion design and I had my own sewing machine, right? I had this home sewing machine. I was finishing up a project. And I had one, I think I had three stitches left. I had to do one straight stitch, another straight stitch, and one final stitch. I'm like, man, let me just go ahead and do this. I'll be done. But I was tired. And my brain said, run that stitch right straight through. I took my hand to run that stitch right straight through. I got my foot on that foot pedal. My hand goes underneath of the machine needle. I literally hear it crunch my bone between the machine needle holder, presser foot, and um, the base of the machine. Had I not 
because I was exhausted, said, let me run this thing right through right quick. That needle wouldn't have went through my finger. And blessed be to Jesus, it didn't go through the center of my finger. It slipped through the nail and went through the side. So it really didn't make a major impact, but it grazed the bone and I was stuck on the machine. Thankfully enough, I had my phone next to me that I was able to call my uncle to get my dad on the phone to come home. But oddly enough, my uncle was halfway there when my dad came in the door. He just came in. And he was able to help me get off the machine. And I was able to clean my hand and get myself together. When you do not take the time to recuperate, because you like, I only got a little bit. We two-thirds of the way through. We can just run this last thing and be done with it. I can see the top of the mountain. The mountain is complete. I had a dream one time. I lied to you not. And in this dream, I was climbing up this mountain. And it was made of uh, a piece of equipment that I needed for the industry I'm called to walk in. And I'm trying to crawl up this daggone thing by myself. And I see the top of the mountain. But I'm literally near the top. But I'm starting to slide back down. But because I was trying to rush to get to the top. Because I'm like, I'm right here. And I can see I'm right there. If I just take this step and do this, put my foot over here and do that, I can pull myself up to there and I'll be like, yeah, I'm done. But we get like that. If I can cheat this process right quick because I can see the end of this process. Remember what I said in the previous um, podcast about my dad? He called himself thinking that he know which way he going. And I'm telling you, you still got four minutes. And he stopped and he got out and called somebody else and asked them for advice. And then went and got back in and another person told him, you just got to keep going around. And I'm sitting there. I was telling him that the whole time. But no, he turned off and went the right, went in the direction he thought that he needed to go in. And you know what happened in that dream? I slid back down. And not only did I slide, I slid in the wrong direction. So I didn't end up coming back down to the staircase platform. I was actually sliding to a point that I was going to fall to my death. Blessed be to Jesus that in this particular dream, somebody caught me. You got to allow the people that have been placed into your life to be your sounding board, your advice, your mentors, your help. Because a lot of people and a lot of us, we know this, when we spent a whole lot of time doing a lot of things on our own by ourselves. It takes a lot for us be able to pick up and allow somebody else to help out but when you allow the people that are around you that whether they're your mentor whether they're a partner whether they're your business partner spouse or what have you whoever that is because society will sit up there and say oh you need to be this independent do the hustle by yourself do all this out here struggling by yourself and that's when you get to the top and you be falling you're gonna get this jesus pride comes before a fall
because you're too prideful, too vainful, too, you got to do it by myself, you won't fall. Because you won't let somebody help you. Sometimes you got you get to the top, but sometimes the people that need to push you up that last little bit of this elevation to get you stabilized, and this usually happens just before you get stable. I notice in most seasons of life, there is a test before you go into what it is that's going to be your stable next season. But in that last few minutes, those last few minutes before the buzzer in the game, those last few minutes, you have to not operate in your own thought pattern. I remember I was listening to a business coach one time and she was giving advice to one of her clients. The client had got this offer and the offer was to take the offer immediately. And she was like, this is a good offer, blah, blah, blah. The coach said, hold, don't move. Take the time, let it breathe. Rest, realign, review, observe, recuperate. Then you start again. In that resting time, you can review the contract. See if there's any holes in that. Check and see if there's X, Y, Z. I remember one time I had an offer for my book. I had two different ways I could publish it. I had this one group that was saying we'll publish it. And then I had another group that they were asking me for this much money. But they were going to promote me majorly. Meaning they were going to take book tours. They were going to add me to this. They were going to have me do that. They were going to do all this. But I had to pay out. 10 grand for them to set that up and if I'm not mistaken I don't know whether they had would uh, retain ownership of my book which whenever let me tell you something about this if you own your book outrightly you don't ever want to take that kind of deal you want to make sure that you're licensing it out to the company you are not allowing them to take ownership of the book because guess what If the book don't move the way they promised and you want to take it to another platform because of the deal that you made for exclusivity, you can't move. And that was the case with both contracts. If I signed too soon, I would be locked in and couldn't move my book nowhere. So when it came down to it, I chose to take neither deal. And you know to know something that happened when I called the people back? Both people seemed like they were adamantly agitated that I refused to take the deal. I'm like, this is my book. What you, what you mad at me for? I'm not understanding. How you gonna be mad and you yelling at me and I'm the one that would have to pay you meaning you're waiting for my money. Don't ever rush the process. You'll see the holes. But if you're tired and you're oppressed and you're de-stressed and you feel like you're derailed and you're dealing with all these distractions, life, situation, financial pressure, so on and so forth. You'll literally sit there and you'll take a bogus deal, which you only took because you were operating in pride because you want to rush to finish this thing and the whole thing going to fall apart. You're at the mountaintop. The offer is there. But maybe if you take that time to recuperate, rejuvenate, observe the offer, when the time comes for the right thing to come, what's right for you to happen and maybe it just may not be your season for that thing to happen but if you wait it out a little bit sit on that plateau enjoy the view let me tell you something about a mountain i remember and i wish i could find this video one of the young women i follow on um youtube uh 
went on a mountain hike and she showed what it looked like at sunset when um, the sun was setting and they were all the way all the way at the top plateau of this mountain she could literally see the tops of the clouds you couldn't even see the ground below you just saw clouds and the sun ahead of you it was a beautiful view not many people can say they've ever seen that but a lot of us get to that point in the process because you're all the way at the top you only got to get to the peak of the mountain but you're at the plateau just before you reach the peak of the mountain and because you're so focused on making that promotion let me go back to that episode of SVU I was watching the young woman was literally saying that she'd always been a go-getter and this is what she do and the, the boss was telling her but don't forget nor step on the people around you trying to get to the top or to reach your promotion. When you try to rush and get ahead of the process, just because I can see the top of the mountain don't mean that I'm supposed to be there just yet. Let me enjoy the view at this plateau. Look at how far you've come. You're on step 36. Just because you haven't gotten the 37 does not mean that you're not gonna get there. Take the moment to take in the view. Relax, recuperate, take in some water, feed yourself, celebrate the fact that you're there. It's funny, I was listening to the news the other day and this, uh, the reporter was saying, we, uh, not the reporter, well, he was being interviewed, but he was he was like the coach to the game or something like that. There, there was this, uh, I don't know whether it's basketball or what it was, but they were literally, the guy was saying, don't you get comfortable because we still got one more game. I know a lot of people are big up in you because you got through the entire season and you still got one more game. They feel that you already won this, but don't you act like you already won this. You still got, but sometimes you need to accept, you need to celebrate those wins. Society will tell you, no, you don't need to celebrate that win. Push through to the end, then celebrate. And sometimes in order to encourage yourself to be able to get through that last phase, you need to take that moment to celebrate and recognize how far you've come recuperate, realign, reset yourself. Now you're ready to take in on this last game or this last thing or climb up that last part of the mountain to get to the peak of it so that you can finally get there and get established. Because if you rush it, your character ain't gonna keep you there. Your pride done knocked you off. You have to operate strategically at this point. You understand what I'm saying? About the rejuvenation? So what am I saying? When you're at the bottom of the mountain, you need to recuperate and gather your tools. Do you have your hand clamps to be able to pull up that mountain? Do you have the right gloves to be able to get up that mountain? Do you have what you need in order, the right shoes, the right spikes on your shoes, the right things in order for you to be able to get up that mountain? Then as you're going up the mountain, are you taking the time to relax, reset, and rest, recuperate, so on and so forth? Are you reviewing what you did previously so that you aren't making any of the same mistakes? Do you have accountability and are you allowing yourself to take the assistance from that accountability so that as you're going up this mountain, you're aligning yourself to be able to receive 
and be able to be positioned so that you don't take a fall this close to the top. A lot of us are in seasons that we're right at the point of a great change and transformation. We this close. But you gotta walk in the right way. You gotta get yourself in the right alignment. You gotta be willing to receive. You gotta be willing to rest when you need to rest. So that you aren't exhausted when you run. I told y'all this before. Somebody once said this. In some seasons, you need to plan, rest, then run. In a season of rest and reset, you've made the plan. You've reviewed what you previously did. You're in a state of resting where you're letting your body recuperate. Um, Tiffany Montgomery calls it this. June is a, a month of halftime where you're in the locker room. You're getting your electrolytes. You're listening to your instructions for your next moves when you go back out on the field. You're letting your wounds get bandaged up. You're doing what's needed and necessary. This is what you're doing. As you prepare to go back out there. It's not long, but it's, it's a recuperation moment. Allow yourself to recuperate. Allow yourself to be reset. Because in this reset, you're going to notice things that would be a blind spot that if you kept on moving at the pace you were going, you would have missed it. So, I hope you gathered something from this. Because we're all in a journey right now. Whether you're in creative fields, walking up the mountains of entertainment, music, TV, media, film, arts, education. Maybe you're in the culinary field and you're in food. But whatever it is you're called to, you run it and you're going to keep on moving up that ladder. These are your dreams. These are your goals. These are your career desires and directions. And these being your career desires and directions, you're going to make it into those new things. But you have to be wise. You have to use wisdom. You have to review so you don't miss things that could literally be so detrimental they could knock you off the path completely. So what are you doing out here? What steps are you taking? So um, I hope this blessed you. And until next time, much love, faith, peace, and blessings to you. Bye-bye. This is Taj McCameron, and this is for STEAM to live the dream. I want to give you the privilege of having the ability to now be able to bear fruit with me. A few days ago, I was sitting and I was just contemplating something that I could do to help you guys and it came to me I was going through some comments in relation to some of the social media platforms that I'm on and I got a response and the response I got was so multifaceted and multi-leveled and it dawned on me I want to be able to serve you guys in every place that I put my hands to. And when I saw that response, it inspired me. 
when I was inspired, I created content behind that response. I have something that's coming out for just that response to what that person said. And I said to myself, how come I can't do this for everybody? So now I am here and I'm going to do this for you. I created Bear Fruit. B-A-R-E, fruit. Bear Fruit. I am, for this particular platform, I am going to be answering your questions. What kind of questions you ask? I will tell you. For bearing fruit, we're going to talk about those business topics. We're going to talk about those things that are things that you may have had an issue with, but you didn't quite know what it was that you wanted to say. You have had certain issues. You've seen um, or heard the podcast. I have now added a question section for um, the podcast now that you can now go into the polling questions and you can see the answers where you will be able to go in, answer the question, and I will be able to see your answers and I will be able to get them together, group them up, and do something fun for you guys. Whether it be another podcast episode, whether it be something that um, I do in responses, and you will even have the ability to answer each other. How can we answer each other? I'm glad you asked. I started a Discord especially for this purpose, to allow you guys to come together and build community together so that we can bear fruit together. How's that sound? You want to bear fruit? You want to find out You're going to find out things about all of the areas that you have been struggling in. And we're going to do it together. And because I now have this Discord group, you're going to be able to come into this Discord. And what are we going to be talking about? Hmm? Well, let's talk about money matters. Let's talk about career solutions. But because we are individuals and we are purposeful, remember that chart I talked about on how to build your life from the center to circumference, the multiple different levels? Well, you're going to talk about those life issues, the personal topics, whether it's marriage issues, dating issues. We're going to talk about them. If you have issues in relation to social media problems, maybe you may be having family problems. We're going to talk about the family social habits as well. We're going to talk about it. And it's all in bearing fruit. We are going to be bearing fruit and we're going to push these babies out together. What is this based on? I'm glad you asked. There is a scripture in the Bible that talks about that you are supposed to multiply and subdue the land. So we are going from thinking about it, from being pregnant with purpose in it, to birthing it out and subduing these areas in our lives. And we're going to what? Bear fruit. And I got a special word uh, hashtag for you guys. What is it? Mrs. M. R. S. D. E. Fruit. Or you could call it Mrs. Same thing. M. R. S. D. Fruitful. Hashtag. You can have it hashtag. And then for my gentlemen, I have it this way. Dr. D. R. S. Fruit Multiplier. Because isn't it the man's seed that multiplies to create the fruit? Come on, you guys. So, if you're interested, you can find us on Discord, you can find us on Instagram, and we're going to be having some fun, you guys. 
So get acclimated. Get into seed bearing fruit on Instagram and there should be a notice for my seed bearing fruit people there and we will be doing 15 minute live soon and all of this thing. I have this thing ready and set for you guys. So are you ready? Because I'm ready. I'm going to see you there. Bye.